Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. said, I've kept the faith. He meant, I've kept on taking Christ at His word. I've kept counting on what He said. I've kept trusting His counsel, having confidence in His promises. His promises are true whether we accept them or not. And the battle is raging around us whether we accept that or not. The enemy is a tyrant continually tries to just suck the fight right out of us. Keeping faith in God is difficult, especially as the enemy of God continues to hit us with trials in this life. Pastor Robert and his wife Elizabeth encourage us in their message today to lean on God in those moments of trouble. Even when it seems impossible, God will find a way and He will support us always. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert and his wife Elizabeth. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with part five of today's message entitled, Running Victoriously. His love is the main thing. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. I mean, I have to say, please let this watch over your own heart and not somebody else's. There is so much finger pointing going on about what well, they're doing it for that reason and they're doing too much of that and not enough of that. This is for our own heart. You can't, you don't have grace to run someone else's race. You don't have grace even to judge somebody else's ministry except if it's leading them astray. This is for our hearts. And I'm saying that because we receive so much criticism. But so do you. I mean, if you stick your neck out and live for the Lord, there will be criticism coming along with it. That's why it matters that you accept your ministry for Him, for His audience, not to please everyone around you, which you never will, but to live it for Him. Fulfill your ministry. Find out what it is and then accept it and then live it, fulfill it for Him. And it really does kind of go back to that audience of one thing, you know, instead of looking around at other people and being concerned with you know, whether or not they're more successful or they're having it easier than you or, you know, whatever, just to keep the attention focused that way. You know, am I doing what he wants? Am I doing it the way, you know, in in which you, and the one that I wrestle with, am I doing it for him? You know, am I really doing it for him? Is that why I'm doing this? That's why I started. Is that really still what I'm doing? It's something I think we have to keep ourselves, uh, really keep ourselves in, in check over because it's, it, to be honest, I've seen it lead, you know, people that I care about off course. They forget who they're doing it for. And all of a sudden you, you get off track. But number five, accept the cost. There's always a cost involved. Um, accept 
the cost. Verse 6, he says, I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. And it's funny how some of the passages of Scripture become more meaningful as you get older in ministry. You know, Paul's statement about the concern for the churches has become more meaningful to me just over the last year because a couple of the pastors that we've sent out, you know, have started calling me more and, you know, reaching out to me more, reaching out for advice, reaching out for prayer. You know, there's a group of them that I meet with on Skype scattered in different parts of the world. So we connect via Skype every couple of weeks. And one of the brothers that I rarely heard from him for about, gosh, probably 12, 12 years or more. And all of a sudden, over the course of the last couple of years, he calls me almost every week, at least once, sometimes two or three times if, you know, he's been battling some really difficult circumstances and things like that. And, and you know, he's, he's been at times struggling and the concern for him now, I get what Paul was saying. And this one right here, you know, being poured out as a drink offering, that's okay. You know, when you realize I feel spent because I'm being spent. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm being poured out as a drink offering to my God. That's, that's what he made me for. That's the point of my life. In the Old Testament, the drink offering pointed to the blood that Jesus would spill on the cross for us. Luke 22, 20 says, Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. You know, his blood bought me. And now I want to live my life as a drink offering in response to that love. And it's my prayer. It's my longing. It's really the point of what we're talking about. Being poured out, being willing. And it leads us directly to the next one, accept the race, accept your race. Each one of us has a different race. And if you're like me, this is not a one shot thing. It may be a daily acceptance, you know, at times it may be an hourly acceptance when things are really difficult. Second Timothy four, seven Paul said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Only God knows how long this race is for each one of us as individuals. And I told Elizabeth a few years ago, I don't don't want to hold back, you know, thinking I need to conserve my energy for when I'm 90 years old because I may not make it to 90. We don't know how much we have left, how much time we have left. I want to fight the good fight. The word also means beautiful or virtuous. You know, I fought some fights that were not beautiful. I fought some fights that were ugly. Fighting for my own rights. Fighting for my expectations and my desires. Fighting against God. But I want to fight the good and beautiful fight. Are you in a battle right now? Are you in the middle of a fight? Is it a good fight? 
Or is it maybe one you need to surrender? You know, a distraction, a trap where you need to abandon yourself to God and let it go. Is it keeping your faith or is it eroding your faith? When you have faith in somebody, it means you take them at their word. Right? It means you choose to trust them. You choose to to count on them to live up to whatever it is that they've said. You trust their advice, their counsel. You have confidence in their promises. When Paul said, I've kept the faith, he meant I've kept on taking Christ at his word. I've kept counting on what he said. I've kept trusting his counsel, having confidence in his promises. His promises are true whether we accept them or not. And the battle is raging around us whether we accept that or not. The enemy is a tyrant who continually tries to just suck the fight right out of us. Hebrews 6.11 says, We desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. What will you do with that freedom? We are free. I mean, we are free at every level. We're free to meet like this. We're free because of what Jesus has done. We're free at every level. But we forget that all the time because there's a hurricane brewing and there's taxes and there's... But we're free. What will we do with that freedom? For me, the reason I see... I mean, I really do want to like see that every day because it makes me want to charge forward away from things that are not worthy of what they do to us. I mean, think of this man is like, we're scared, we'll run, and that's not the run, the race Jesus is talking about. We, we want to run away, we want to, we want to run and hide, we want to just make this be, oh. And he's like, that's not what you're made for. It feels like that. It feels like I just want to go to sleep and pull the blanket over and just be done, but that is not, you are here to run. We are here to run for whatever time we have. And it's good to be homesick and to want to be home, but it should pull us forward, not back, not down. That's That's, the, it's so important, guys. I mean, you know, she listens to me bellyache all the time, <laughs> but we don't leave. No, we're here. And you need to understand, we've watched a lot of people leave and not move on to greener pastures, but to greater difficulties. There's no escaping the race sometimes, of time. Sometimes God leads people to move. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front, as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. 
but today's message is unique. As you listened today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Well, that's all the time we have here for today. On Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.